Hi, I'm Dan Krinas, host of the Leader of Learning podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Ed Creation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional movements, resources, tools, and practices that are reshaping learning. Yeah, I just love all things science. So the best thing about my job is that I get to do science all day, every day. I'm an unusual statistic in the fact that I left teaching twice and came back. <laughs> I learned a great deal, of course, in both of my opportunities outside of the classroom and developed into um, a, you know, a science leader in our district. We're hearing from two educators today all about science. Heidi Alves is a former high school biology teacher who now serves as the K-12 Science and Curriculum Specialist for Flagler County Schools, which is a small district in Florida. Joining Heidi and me is Jeremy Blinn, currently in his eighth year as the Secondary Science Curriculum Specialist for Volusia County Schools, which is a much larger district in Florida with about 63,000 students. I imagine part of what you do is just kind of inventorying the different tools and resources that are being used and what kind of outcomes you're getting and where the needs and gaps are. There's always gaps in science conceptual understanding from elementary, middle to high school. Uh, We have really, really good internal district assessments that we have developed ourselves throughout the year. And we utilize those to kind of give us where are we now with with the students' conceptual understanding. And uh, we, we notice the gaps all the time. There's just some, there's just so much for students to learn, you know, K through 12, that there are going to be some missed concepts. And so we like to identify those early. Then, of course, you throw COVID into the mix. And we, these very tools that we use all the time are identifying even more gaps in learning. And so, for instance, I can give, uh, like our current eighth grade students, they were in fifth grade in the spring of 2020 when everyone was sent home. Uh, and they were moved to online learning, and we did the best we could with what we had at the time, but we know we had a whole grading period of students really not getting the science instruction we typically give. Teachers are realizing there's a lot of conceptual understanding they usually bring with them from elementary to middle that they don't have, and so we have been identifying that and struggling with how are we going to help them, which led us to seeking something um, to help us with that So that's where Penda came in. Jeremy was acquainted with Penda Learning from his role as the Florida Association Science Supervisor, an organization for district-level science leaders. Heidi, having seen similar gaps in her district, also turned to Penda Learning as the resource that can most effectively address them. And with such strong endorsement from these two veteran science leaders from two different districts, we definitely wanted to learn more. So... Seeing how I have an eight-year perspective uh, and then coming from the classroom, what I have noticed over the last eight years is that our science state scores have been pretty stagnant. We have interesting standards in Florida where our fifth we were assessed in fifth grade and in eighth grade and then biology in high school. And our fifth and our eighth grade tests are a combination of multiple grades of standards. So we just seem to just kind of just keep plugging along, hitting that state proficiency, but really not getting any traction. There was something lacking. We, 
I felt like our resources lacked a little bit of the rigor that our students were going to be faced with on those state assessments. A lot of these tests are reading tests, and so they needed to build up endurance and have those really meaty items, assessment items. And I really felt like when I saw Penda and I saw what it had to offer, along with that gamified um, platform, I, I was like, wow, this could be something that our, our students, fifth, eighth, and biology could really, really benefit from. Yeah, that's great. So can you talk a little bit to our listeners about how Penda did fill, uh, how it has filled that gap? What does it provide? Absolutely. So, so it is a, um, a supplemental resource, and we have purchased it in Flagler for fifth through eighth grade all students, as well as high school environmental science and biology. In Flagler, we use environmental science as kind of a stepping stone, pre-biology kind of course. We figured layering that pendant into environmental science will just get give those biology students just that extra layer of support. So what it's provided, I don't want to say we've kind of tricked our students into learning through fun, but that really has been It has the standards aligned content that we were looking for. It has great assessment practice items. And we have really pushed hard through challenges, through school challenges, classroom challenges, district challenges, almost monthly to really provide that little bit of competition, healthy competition. And it's really pushed our students into looking forward to spending time on PENDA at school, at home, during breaks, that sort of thing. It's also provided some support for some of our teachers or or we've had a few classrooms that might have a sub for whatever reason. So Penda is just a great resource for the fact that we know that it's standards aligned. Because Florida has its own science standards, apart from the national next generation science standards, both districts were uniquely challenged in finding resources that aligned to their unique standards. Jeremy and his colleagues were especially impressed with PENDA's responsiveness to their request for closer alignment. We needed to be better aligned to our Florida, our unique next generation Sunshine State standards, because we are not, uh, we're not NGSS. We haven't neither adapted nor adopted the national standards in Florida. And uh, they, they, they hurt us as science leaders, and they revisited, I believe, their curriculum and re- revised everything to be much more strongly aligned to Florida-specific standards. It has three kind of tiered assignments or activities per s- standard, which I love the fact that it's based on just one individual standard at a time, um, but they have kind of a, a red, yellow, and green version of every standard, so it's scaffolded and differentiated. So Students could be sitting right next to another student working on the same standard, but different levels of of support, which our teachers absolutely love that. Yeah, it's interesting that you talked about the gamified aspect of PENDA being a way of kind of tricking kids into learning. I'm currently reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is on the best New York Times bestseller list right now. You know, it's a super popular book that I think a lot of people are reading, but he talks about this, speaking of science, this scientific aspect of chaining things that maybe you don't necessarily want to do with something that you enjoy 
and the way that that allows our brains to adapt and then feel good about that thing that we didn't necessarily want to do because we we hooked it up to something that we do enjoy. So it's not really a trick, right? It's science. It's hard science. Absolutely. Love that. And I think I think students get that same enjoyment from hands-on activities. So we know that, you know, as soon as we put students with things in their hands and manipulatives and actual lab-based experiences, we know that, you know, that their neurons are firing like crazy. And we know that they're tying that to, to the content and experiences. So this is just a different layer. I mean, it is kids are gaming all the time. They want um, to earn points and, points for different avatars and all sorts of uh, adventures in uh, in the panda world. So it's just a different way to get them motivated and get them excited about science. Yeah. You, so you've mentioned the gamified learning and the standards alignment. I'm guessing that those were two strong reasons why your district chose this over maybe other solutions. Were there other reasons as well? Well, those were two big ones. And I alluded to the fact that I think some of the resources out there, while they're great with the content, some of the assessment aspects kind of fell short from what we were looking for. I'm curious whether there even were any other options that you considered to fill this gap that that do the things that Penda does. Not completely. It definitely wasn't the complete package. I always joke and say that that's kind of how I would explain Penda science to to teachers. It really is the complete package. I talk to textbook companies all the time when they ask me, hey, you know, what are you looking for? Or what are we missing? My big comment to them always is there are really very few high level complexity questions in um, textbooks and resources. So the fact that Penda has those three scaffolded type of assignments, whereas the exceeding is actually just above grade level and just, you know, beyond the standard for those just think of enrichment purposes. So it's there in every single standards-based assignment, whereas I have not seen that really in any other um, resource that we've looked at. Yeah, great. Thanks. So for um, for those who are listening who haven't heard of Penda and don't know what it is, Give us a little bit more of a granular view of what it is and how it actually works in your classrooms. It's really a standards-aligned digital curriculum. Um, It is supplemental. It is not our primary uh, delivery of instruction. But ultimately, the child's experience, the student's experience is going into a computer situation, being taught information and being able to respond in different modalities, drag and drop, matching, uh, learning, and and also there's there's audio so the students who struggle to read can hear the information because we do have a, a number as every district has numbers of students who struggle to read. So the presented information and it's really presented in a um, appealing way. They have to kind of always be learning and doing something to move on to the next screen. And then ultimately they're getting points. Okay. And the, the point system itself is quite engaging. It also is something that has so much flexibility to either utilize as intervention during instruction. It could be used post-assessment. We're using it to remediate, like, oh, they didn't quite get that. Let's go back and visit this PENDA activity, which teachers have utilized post our our district assessment. And there's also, because there's exposure, there's access to all these grade-level standards. For instance, like our eighth graders are getting review in the sixth and the seventh grade standards. 
getting ready for this up and coming eighth grade assessment. Same thing with the fifth grade students in elementary. They're being cycled in some third and some fourth grade standards as they're in their fifth grade year. So it isn't like a big dump at the end of the year, like a oh, quick review. It is a intentional, gradual, like reminder of, of the science concepts that they once learned. So say, tell me if I'm imagining this right. So I'm a science teacher and I, I've just taught a lesson that had a number of concepts and, and address different standards. And then I could have my students work on PENDA and that would give me a good idea of which students had gotten the lesson and understood the concepts and which of those didn't. And for those who didn't, PENDA would have further work for them available. It would personalize a pathway for them to then gain those that understanding. Am I right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, one, that's one way. We had one middle school in particular last year really used it deliberately through their homeroom. So every student had homeroom every day. So from January until testing, they implemented PENDA. They had classroom competitions and school competitions, grade level competitions, and they had an 11 point increase in their eighth grade science scores. And wow. when you ask them, they say the only thing different from last year was that they used PENDA deliberately in that last half of the school year. So that in itself, you know, is a testimonial that, you know, I've shared with other districts because I thought it was it was powerful. We really ask schools and ask grade levels and teachers to come up with a, a plan as to using PENDA with fidelity because that's that middle school that I'm referring to. They used it with fidelity and they had a, a huge increase. Overall, as a district, what have your metrics been? This year so far, we have seen definite increase in our district um, quarterly assessment data. And I, I think a lot of it ties to our district assessments, our um, progress monitoring, if you will. And since PENDA does also, there isn't that disconnect. So they're, they're seeing it in advance. So that that is definitely encouraging. On the topic of data, I asked my guests to share a little bit more about how their data is collected and delivered with PENDA and how it tracks student progress. PENDA provides us some feedback, just like you said, a formative assessment. So maybe it was a a lab this day. It was a virtual lab. It was an actual hands-on activity this day. It was some reading. It was a video and some questions and then uh, a little like a quiz. PENDA delivers concepts for every one of our benchmarks in three different levels. The first one's developing, which meets the students a little bit below like the grade level expectations. So eighth graders would get that. There'd be a lot of like elementary concepts, the review. So that's giving them some access to like to remember some of the things from the past. Then it goes into achieving. So if the teacher then um, uh, assigns the achieving level, that'd be right what we expect on grade level. And it even gives them exceeding. So if the students, you know, for our students that are need to be pushed and challenged, PENDA also provides a level where they, we can challenge them to go even above what is the standard expectation in our, at that grade level. So the, during that intervention process, there's something for everybody. The uh, progress monitoring that PENDA provides every student, it's very, it's like a heat map. Now we know. So we were kind of flying blind before with just teachers assessments, which, you know, they, you have a novice teacher out there who has never made a quiz in their entire life, and we have PENDA to assist them now. It's standardized the whole process a little bit more. Um, I'm imagining as a teacher, 
Also, that this would be helpful for absenteeism issues for some kids. So you and you could use it for whole class instruction, or you could have small groups working on it. You could have individual students who just are really needing to catch up. Um, it sounds very flexible. It is. Uh, let me give you a little Florida specific flexibility here. Um, okay. We've also had five hurricane days this year. We had three days off because of Hurricane Ian, and then um, two more school days off because of Nicole, which was actually a tropical storm when it got here, but did even far more damage in our area. We got back on track. Thanksgiving break, we had a PENDA challenge. So that's, and, you, and what we're speaking of is, like, yeah, you can assign these to kids who have been absent, but even more important, you can do out of school hours challenges and see what you get. And we got a tremendous response with students just working on on PENDA because their school decided to go, well, we're going to award the top three students, you know, with various things, gift cards or something. We had a district challenge. So we awarded the top students in the district with how much mastery they did and how many lessons. So those lessons are pushed out only during the hours of, out of school. So as soon as we were on vacation to the moment we got back, those were the point gathering times. And so kids were motivated after school to work in PENDA. <laughs> And and so yeah, it isn't it doesn't just help with like absenteeism and catching up. Yeah. Um, it also has got some embedded motivational and opportunities for us to celebrate kids working hard outside of class. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So high levels of engagement with students even outside of school time, which is amazing. Jeremy, did your district look at any other options, or are there any other options that do what Penda does? Well, I mean, we, throughout the years, I've been exposed to, I think, everything, um, especially in my leadership position. And there, I would say there's, there are others. And it really, what it also boils down to is ease of implementation. The information provided to the teachers immediately is so valuable for how are the students doing. Second is it doesn't take much to get a new teacher up and running. Penda has been amazing about providing lots of opportunities for training. We have done pretty much everything virtually. Last year, we had one face-to-face training, which was wonderful. But just with, it's just, it's worked out better for this year for them to be virtual. And they've been very, very flexible. And there are amazing videos on the teacher resource page on Penda. And there's little two-minute videos for pretty much anything and everything that you could um, need help with. So... Yeah. Amazing. I mean, that's really what teachers need. It's so hard to absorb all the things in a one-day training. It's so much easier to be like, no, this is the question that I have right now. They've also done a great job of tearing out trainings for us. Like I've asked for level one, level two, and level three trainings because we do have a lot of teachers that have changed grade levels over, you know, from, from, you know, last year to this year and some that used it last year. So they didn't want to sit through a level one training. Right. Penda has been amazing as far as giving us exactly what we've, um, what we need. That learning curve issue is a big one right now with so much teacher turnover and so many new teachers entering those positions that have been left vacant yeah. by people, you know, leaving. So that that's huge. It's when a teacher can get up and running pretty yeah. quickly and pretty easily. Would you say, so the, the gap or the challenge that you were facing was that kids were behind because of COVID. So they mm-hmm. had just this, this huge um, 
learning loss that they hadn't, that they were needing to catch up. And you're new in the process, but what are you seeing so far? Are the indicators good? It's a little too early for me to make some causation district-wide, but I can give you a few almost anecdotal situations right now. One involves two two classrooms uh, at the same school. One a veteran teacher, one a novice, as novice as a come teacher. And both utilizing Penda, but one more so. The novice teacher is utilizing Penda much more. I haven't really had a chance to dive, interview him deeply and say, how are you using it? Because his numbers, his usage numbers are quite high. I'm like, are you using it as intervention or remediation and, you know, review? And probably the answer is yes to everything. Yes, of to everything. Yeah. I do find that with new teachers. I've been in his room enough. No, it's not the only thing he's doing, which makes me happy mm-hmm. because, again, this is supplemental. And it, it's, I think it's most powerful that way. But and then our veteran teacher, who's a fantastic teacher as well, traditionally has done much more hands-on activities. And so district assessments in those two classrooms are quite different. The veteran teacher, the data is lower than the novice teacher. And again, a little early, a little anecdotal. I still need to kind of dive into the makeup of the classrooms, but same grade level, same school. The other one, and what happened to do is that happened to uh, deal with the Thanksgiving challenge. And as we were going through the data, and it wasn't just the traditionally high-performing schools, you know, having those having a student acknowledge it was the spread was all over because we didn't, you know, we did like first, second, and third at every grade level, and we were going to every kind of school there was. This was awesome because our third place winner for the whole district was at one of our traditionally lower-performing schools, and this student was actually. Um, a struggling reader. They are in a, they're in a class for reading intervention and which is a special class. They did well. They spent hours and hours. They spent a lot of hours. Took them a lot of time to get to the mastery, but that, that was indicative. We're like, Oh, that's why maybe because they, they had to go through Penda maybe a few times, you know, like had to kind of really listen to the activities carefully because they only get so many, they only get like three shots to get the points, how it's set up. So it does motivate students to do their best earliest. Penis thought of like everything that the kids mind. Well, I'm going to gain this and when they thought of it. So they know how to get the best out of each kid as early as possible. And from Heidi. Um, we have our assistant superintendent who had to come over and tell me how excited her, her child was, her daughter, because over the weekend, she didn't want to play Minecraft and the other games. She wanted to be on Penda. So those are types of things when, you know, when that happens and, and we see, you can pull up reports to see when students are using it. And when they're using it outside of school, that's when you know that you have something that, that kids are enjoying, they're learning. And I think that's really getting teachers to understand that this is, this is such a support. They need to use it because, you know, as long as students are excited about it, they um, need to capitalize on that. Yeah. I mean, that's when you know you've really hit it out of the ballpark. Who would you recommend this to? We're having the most success with our fifth through eighth grade students. And you're in Florida and they have aligned to your unique Florida standards. So talk to educators in other parts of the country as far as how this would align to their standards. Well, yeah, I, I know that um, I know they're working on alignment with NGSS. So many states have either adapted or adopted. Right. I know they're working towards that alignment with them um, and, cre- and how they did it. 
this is a red flag for me. If the curriculum is created and then they go through alignment. So what they did in Florida was they basically wiped it clean-ish, you know, and started over. Yeah. Yeah, And said, let's start writing the curriculum with the Florida standards in mind. They had people, uh, excellent people in our own state who know our standards to help them with that process. Mm -hmm. And now I know they're going through the alignment with NGSS and my, my intuition would be they're doing something similarly. They're not using the Florida, you know, um, standards and making them the national standards. They're, they're going, what are the national standards? Let us write our science con- concepts, embed the curriculum and have them written for like the disciplinary core ideas and so embedding the three, three-dimensional learning. Is there anything else about your Penda experience that I haven't asked that you feel like would be important for our listeners to know? I would say their, um, their implementation has really been first class. So I'm, I'm telling you, uh, Blue Sky Schools have put them to test because of we, we, we have a whole, we have thousands of teachers who need this training, thousands. And us keeping track of who's been trained and who needs training. And they have been fantastic at that. So I, I can speak to someone who's in the implementation process, still very much in the implementation process, yeah. and uh, that they've been really, really supportive in getting us going yeah. and continue to do so. Those uh, states have adapted or adopted national curriculum. Um, my gut would be this would be uh, something to definitely look into okay. because it is there the the time they put into making sure there's alignment and the activities are specific to the appropriate rigor. And I love the three tiered approach. I mean, because not all students are ready for on grade level, but you don't only do that. Like they strongly encourage getting the students to go through developing, exceed, achieving and exceeding. So okay. they get it. The pedagogy, they get the in, in process, they get the importance of instructional rigor. Um, they speak their fellow educators. If you have kids that need remediation that are standards based, this is something that is it's handed to you with scaffolded activities. And, you know, you can just assign it to an individual student or group of students like that. It's an easy, standards aligned, rigorous support resource and and yeah i'm a fan i can talk about penda because i really do believe that it's, it's a good product and i wouldn't i don't recommend things that i don't really truly feel that that are beneficial because i know teachers have a lot of things to do and a lot of content to cover so if it's not going to make their lives easier and be beneficial to students and their mastery of of science content then then you won't hear it out of my mouth. You can learn more about Penda Science at edcuration.com. Search P-E-N-D-A to schedule a demo, request a quote, or set up a pilot. In fact, you'll find resources for every content in grade level, from core curriculum to interventions, supplemental resources, and educational technology tools of all kinds, and even professional learning at edcuration.com where we curate high-quality, evidence-based instructional resources, saving you time and getting better tools into classrooms faster for the best student outcomes. If you have a favorite tool or resource you'd like to share with the Ed Curation audience, please leave us a comment or contact us through our website. We hope you'll join us again next week to reshape learning with the Ed Curation podcast. <laughs>